Skinner. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can uh, text us on 8.12.15. You can, and we'd like you to. Mm. Uh, or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. And that's that done. Mm. So, um, I, I was off last week. You, you were. You sound rested. I missed you. Oh, I, I, am, mi- I missed yeah. your little Birmingham smile. <laughs> yeah, I was... Um, I was in Cornwall uh, for a week. How was it for you? Lovely. I was staying in Rick Stein's, one of Rick Stein's cottages. Were you really? Yeah. Careful of those TV chefs. Are you uh, Are you familiar with Rick Stein? I spent the entire oh, yeah. week. They said, you know, sometimes he just, you know, he turns up. I spent the whole week um, thinking he was the one with the spiky gelled up hair. No. That's, um, oh, no. Gary Rhodes. That's Gary Rhodes. As, as oh, he's, he likes to working me, out, Gary Rhodes. I said, has he Does still he? got that spiky hair? And the people were looking at me <laughs> in a confused fashion. So it's a good job he didn't turn up, because I would have said, what's happened to your... Uh, you spike. Oh, been Rick awful. Stein's the other one that uh, loves fish, and he's got a slightly high-pitched voice. Yes. so he's a bit like. Oh, and I this went to lovely s- fish. I went to school with his nephew. Did you? Yeah. I think. Um, I think if you eat a lot of fish, the voice goes up. Oh. A semitone. Oh, fish! That's yeah. my Rick Stein impression. You ate everybody. Frank ate bone marrow last night, and he, he no, didn't but like you like know, it. You know when you hear um, <laughs> you hear seals going. Oh, oh. They a lot of fish. fish the fish yeah. thing. Oh, I see the I logic. Don't know, it does something to your. Um, your larynx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, we had a. It was nice. I, I don't really know Cornwall, but it's uh, mm. beautiful. I thought I. Uh, I t- you know, I wear a suit and tie all the time. All the now. time now. You do yeah. these days. Or even on holiday. Did no, you I didn't on holiday. No. What, what look on did holiday, you go for? Shorts oh, and t shirt. You know, I went like, you know, t shirt and. Stuff. Sarong. And I, it really. Like, <laughs> did you wear a sarong? I on didn't holiday. wear a sarong. <laughs> uh, I. Um, no, I could have worn one as a. If I'd known David Beckham yeah, exactly. was going to yeah. retire, I would have worn one as a, as a homage. <laughs> but um, the great thing about wearing a suit and tie every day is that when you go on holiday and you don't wear one, you feel like you're on holiday. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. You think, oh, no, I don't have to do that extra knotting. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You didn't go England fan, did you, Frank? Three-quarter length shorts. Oh, no. But it's almost like, you know when people say... You go indoors and you've got uh, a coat on. They say, take that off, you won't feel the benefit when mm-hmm. you go out. I really felt the benefit of not wearing a suit. Oh, right. So, you know, it's another, it's, it's yeah, another plus. Although I have to say, when you come back to work, you don't have a boss saying you must wear a suit, so you could just continue that through your... Yeah, but this is work. This is work, not a holiday. This is work. And that's imagine the great if, thing imagine about if it. Frank Stein insisted we were, wore corporate clothes, <laughs> like we were, like Daisy had to dress like someone in The Apprentice. <laughs> but you, you dress quite. You're always smart. You're what I would say, like the old upside down mm. Kate. You're well turned out. Oh. <laughs> you never fully dressed without a smile. I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I did have. Have you ever? It's just, I don't want to, I nearly said, is this just me, which is what bad comedians say. <laughs> what they used to do a joke and it dies and they say, just me then. Mm. So I don't, I don't want to lapse into that. But um, have you ever done this when you stand on the beach and you're sort of in, you stand, you're paddling mm-hmm. and you look at the sea mm. and as the sea, um, is it ebbs when it goes backwards? Yeah. As, yeah. It, as, it, as it retracts, mm-hmm. as it retreats, you feel like you're, that it's still and you're going backwards. Have you ever felt yes, that? Yes, I've experienced right. that sensation. Yeah. I felt like I was hurtling, hurtling backwards. Mm. It, it frightened me. I, 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 honestly, I nearly, 
I got a bit bilious. It sometimes happens when trains next to you move and you don't. You yeah, know, I'm wondering yeah. what I'm. What I, the reason I'm bringing this up? It's it's a quest for our readers. I I, I um, I'd like to know if there's a word for it. <laughs> there's got to oh. be a word, and it, it's not just. It's, there must be a word for when something's moving and you're still, and you feel like you're moving. Yes. There's got to be a word for it. So if you know that, please text it in. And you win um, a banana. It's one of the more obscure <laughs> commercial radio textings. Yeah, that. but I really want to know that because the next time, <laughs> say if it was called uh, uh, Metribalism. Very good. <laughs> I, imagine, I'd love to turn around on the beach and say, I'd have a sit down. I've, I've had a bit of a metribalistic uh, <laughs> experience. Well, and people so say, What does that mean? And I'll say, Well, look, that's the phenomenon. When, and then I look like a great guy. They'll say, no wonder you usually wear a suit. You're a smart character. And there was a there was an incident with my child, which um, oh. which was an. In- I'll tell you um, after this. Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. New listeners, uh, brace yourselves. But my my son is called. Um, uh, He's he's uh, nearly he's won this this week actually, and he's um, he's called Boz B U double Z, and um, here's his music. So we uh, we were in Cornwall and we went to a farm shop, and outside the farm shop there was chickens. So I took him over to have a look at the chickens while the what oh my god while the ladies shopped, and um, he was interested. And there was a, there was a big uh, a big cockerel. Oh, yeah. and I thought, you know, obviously there always I got, is. I got a bit nostalgic for the for the show, yeah. <laughs> so I took him over and we 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 squatted down right next to the cocker, and he was a fine creature, and uh, and and I could see Boz was um, fascinated by him, you know, that, mm. that strange head jolt mm-hmm. that they do. I saw, I saw it this morning. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and then. Um, Unexpected. Well, I, I suppose it, it shouldn't have been uh, unexpectedly. Um, he went uh, and Boz burst into tears. Oh yeah! Uh, but he cried in a way I've never heard him cry <laughs> before. Because um, usually he goes and starts crying. Yeah, but I've the, seen that one. But he started it a bit. It went like this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And it was, it was not a million miles from Oliver Hardy falling down a flight of stairs. You know, like, Whoa! Sounds a bit like your Gershwin yawn. I think yeah. he's been picking it up from you. Well, right? the, thing, the thing was, I, I, I took him away, I took him into the, into the shop, and then, um, and then inside the shop uh, we heard... And he still went... Oh! <laughs> and on the car, we were leaving in the car, and I heard... And he still went, oh, you know, miles away. So um, he really, really, he didn't take to it, oh, no, at all. Might be useful Does... when he's older, though, just for discipline purposes. Yeah, yeah just get... blame that. Well, to Pavlovian get... response. Or getting him up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> could, I could, uh, it's could nice one. that it turns out that he's got different crying for every scenario. Yeah. yeah but you're you... now going to have to see what he could possibly cry like oh. for various scenarios. You need to knock it on the head, though. You don't want him as an adult crying every time he wakes up in the morning here if he lives on a farm. Well, it might <laughs> get him uh, an interview with Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> so I just started thinking about, and I'd love to hear from our readers on this, what the things that frightened us when we were kids. I don't mean, like, you know, the dead. 
No, I mean, no. I think we were all the frightened. Undead. Yeah, we we're all frightened of you know that kind of thing. Yeah, but things like, par example, um, <laughs> I used to, if I got frightened, I used to go into my mom and dad's bed when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, go into their room, and they had this uh, wardrobe. And when my eyes grew accustomed to the lights, the grain of the wood on the wardrobe doors looked like horrible demons mm. with long, spindly arms and fingers. Mm. And it was I was frightened to look out the blanket. I'm sure it wasn't a window out onto the street. <laughs> it was our kids <laughs> in a glass case. <laughs> You'd be listening today, you'd be absolutely furious. Hi, Arky. Yeah, um, can I, I, can I tell you a story about Aki? You I always sp- can. I spoke to Aki this week and he was saying that um, he'd, he'd, uh, he'd been uh, poorly and uh, he, um, I think he went to hospital. Oh. And, and this has been, it didn't happen this week, so he's, he's mm. better now. Um, but they said to him, he, he, said, he said to me, I, I don't think there's, I'm not interested... Um, in medicine and all that. He said, I think it's a load of rubbish. He said, I think you can drink your way out of most illnesses. Which is an interesting <laughs> theory. So he said, I, I, it's a waste of time. And he has always had that attitude. He has no interest in doctors, medicine, any... So, um, anyway, they took him in. They said, what's the name of your doctor? And he said, oh, doctor, whatever it was, Dr. Matthew Jones. Dr. Feelgood. So he said uh, like the name of the doctor. And they said, right. And they looked at the records. They said, he died eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they checked the records. And our Keith had not visited a GP for 17 years. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. So, yeah, so that's what frightened me as a kid. Not our Keith, um, my, our parents' wardrobe, and also girls' toilets. Mm. <clears throat> well, I've already... I think I've mentioned this before to you, but Lou Reed um, scared me as a child. The Specifically, the Transformer album cover. Because he looks a bit like Frankenstein Monster. Oh, yeah. Well, he, I think he looks like a big cuddly panda on the cover of... Uh, no, he was, Lou Reed was my bogeyman. That's an interesting one. Mm. I'll tell you about the ladies' toilets in a minute. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Well, we're talking about the things that frightened us as a child, based on uh, something that happened to my child recently. Mm. I should point out, but before we go into our, uh, our readers' uh, thoughts, that I, the, the, the girls' toilet on my first day at school, no, my second day at school, um, the, some of the big girls, I would have been five and they would have been um, 10, 11, um, dragged me into the girls' toilets. Oh, God. And then uh, told me that um, the police would be coming to my house because um, I'd been in the girls' toilets. No. Well, that's not why they were coming to your house. No. How Keith had been up to her good. <laughs> no, it was, um, it's interesting, though. It was, I was really terrified. It seemed like a completely alien, different mm. world. And do you now, do you have a fear of authority as well? Because the, the police, do you think there's some kind of weird police state if you go into the wrong place that they're after you? Is this... Has it left permanent damage? No, I think it probably taught me a valuable lesson early on. And what a pity some of our other older male celebrities weren't <laughs> given similar uh, advice. Anyway. I loved that on-the-couch moment. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> loved it. But it was actually terrifying, just the idea of being in the wrong place and not being able to... I remember I had a little coat with a dog bone, dog bone buttons, little tiny dog bones. That sounds rather fetching. Yeah. My mum made it from dog bones. 
So what about you? Oh, cricket been a low profile. Like nothing frightened you ever. No, loads of stuff frightened me as a kid. In fact, my um, family, if I get together with like aunties and uncles and my mum in the room, they all gather and laugh at the fact that I was so afraid of heights as a kid that I turned round and drooped backwards off a rug. <laughs> on thick pile off a thick pile rug down onto a normal floor You're level kidding me apparently that's how scared as a kid i was so they always talk about that that is vertigo going crazy <laughs> oh yeah and so you can imagine when we were on a day trip to blackpool and i got put on a donkey how i mean that i thought you were going to say the tower no no <laughs> the donkey that's more my parents style frank the yeah. donkey was terrifying because it was moving and it was a height it's, yeah it's, and it's an animal again. You've got so many different mm. like fear factors involved. How tall are you? I'm now six foot three. So you've got over it. Well, only as far as six. Do three. you still do you still have the heights thing? Though? I wouldn't like. Yeah, I don't like heights now. But I, I, you, I was in a mosaicist's uh, balcony once at Westminster we all... Cathedral, and they're tiny, flimsy balconies. It's where, it's where the person who does the mosaic sort of stands for. Oh, and that's right. the only time I've ever felt that thing that people say when like their inner ear goes into turmoil mm. oh, no. anyway it's not about us it's I'm, about the readers yeah I'm okay on rugs now i just want you all to know that i'm no. fine i'm <laughs> oh. fine going from rug to carpet now no, oh, i take that in my stride i would say well i mean otherwise you could never have got on stage i mean you'd be <clears throat> oh, yeah you'd be terrified on a dais of any kind <laughs> what, what 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 do they have to say well we've had quite a oh, few yeah. 223, one of our readers. Hi, Frank, Emily, and Mr. Cockerell, Doodle Doo. Well, mm. Up until my early teenage. No, 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 at home, <laughs> Boz has just gone. <laughs> <laughs> Up until my early teenage years, I was terrified of vinyl records being played at a slower speed than they should. <laughs> My older brother used to regularly take great delight in suddenly switching the speed and making me burst into tears. Really? That's from Sharon in Cumbria. Mm. That's a that's a brilliant one. Mm. It used to be the thing with that because it used to be a on those old record players. It used to be a speed setting that was sixteen. Mm. Was there? And I've, what did that play? Ah. <laughs> but we used to put the forty fives at sixteen, and it, and it had that kind of <laughs> kind of thing. So I can see why that would be frightening. Uh, Two eight one has uh, texted Beaker out of the Muppets show. Still terrifies me today. I don't remember no. Be- which one was Beaker. Beaker, he's got a sort of a downturned mouth and quite a big head, hasn't he? If it's the one I'm thinking of. He sounds that's hideous. Beaker, isn't it? Uh, Is seven- he the foreign secretary? He says, <laughs> Beaker out of the Muppet show still terrifies me today. I am 40. <laughs> saying, oh, wow. Well, yeah, saying I am 40 that. terrifies me. It's not a danger you ever say that. <laughs> no. 479, I had an incredible Hulk annual, which my cousin was scared of. When she, <laughs> when she came to my house, I used to open it at the double-page spread of him transforming from a man to a Hulk, and she'd cry and run away every time. That's from Jane. I was a horrible child, she says. We've got a lot. They're more unusual than they thought. I, I thought people would be saying, oh, I, didn't. I was frightened of dogs and stuff. But this right. is- I had a poster on my wall that um, at night, similar to the knot in the wood in your parents' room, the, the shadows of the poster would scare me. And looking back on it now, I think, 
Why didn't we take it down off the wall? What was, what was on the poster? I can't even remember that. Was, I can was it remember the shadows? No, that's weird. To actually put something up to frighten It's you. really odd, isn't it? I wonder if I never confessed that I was scared of it. I think it's just because it was so high. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so what about if this fell off at night and I stood on it? I'd be raised up from the linoleum. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. More scared readers. Although just before we do the scared mm. ones, I've got info for you um, from three nine eight sixteen RPM for voice, e.g. Oh. abdication oh. speech. Did it- that's oh, why I used to I'm listen to my um. My <laughs> can I say that's a top notch EG? <laughs> it yeah. really is. Um, <laughs> I cannot go on <laughs> without the love help of the woman I love. <laughs> I used to have one of those uh, a Dracula record I used to listen to on that. Yeah, it was about Van Helsing. That's all I remember. There was crackling noises on it. Franca two one four read childhood fears. I was petrified of electric blankets. When I went to stay with my nan when I was little, I used to share her bed, and she told me I'd kill us both if I wet the bed. <laughs> you can see I the still logic. can't no, sleep in the no, bed she said, she said she'd kill you both if you wet the bed. I'll, I'll kill you and then turn the gun on myself. <laughs> it's all got a bit Roger Moore. Yeah, um, but... Do people still have electric blankets? I think they do, yeah. Daisy's, Daisy's nodding. nodding. Have you got one? My sister lives in Scotland has one. Oh, if people in Scotland, obviously, <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> they still have spangles back there. Well, it's colder. It's colder up there as well. That's fair enough. Mm. By the way, did anyone explain a- about my phenomenon of um, feeling like I'm moving when I'm standing still and something else is moving? Well, yeah, but I'm not convinced by, by it. OK. There was a word... That's and what I'm looking for. What yeah, try it? this out for those. Somatographic illusion. Somatographic. From, this has been tweeted by Ben Will I Ams. Okay. He says um, he doesn't sound a reliable individual well, with that moniker. Somatographic illusion is usually the sense of pitching up when accelerating, but it could be the same process. Pitching up when accelerating. And Annie QPR says I've googled for you, but I've got nothing. No, well, that's helpful. <laughs> I like that one. What, see, what I'm what I'm interested in is what it, it, I, fi- I do find that helpful because yeah. if there's no word for it, there's a gap in the market. Gap in the market. <laughs> yeah. Mm. For the phenomenon, in case you missed this bit, I stood on the beach. The sea was moving. I felt like the sea the sea was still, and I was moving. Mm. There must be somatographic. There needs to be a word like um, move. <laughs> <laughs> move, move not not move not moving queasiness yeah not, not move arianism um, sasha kennedy i was i was sasha scared kennedy of, what happened to her i was scared of frank muir she says <laughs> i had muir. i had nightmares <laughs> where he walks chasing me in a pink suit and bow tie and his choice of murder weapon was a hacksaw <laughs> really in case you don't know frank muir he was he was a sort of uh, writer and stuff mm. he used to be on a program called call my, call my blood, blood. Where mm-hmm. people would um, lie, and I, she said, in fact, it was basically with I lie to you. Come to think of it, she said it was, in his lispy voice. He'd say, "I'm coming to get you, Sasha." <laughs> yeah, he did have that very lispy sort of posh mm. voice, and he, he was a dicky bow man when there were no dicky bow men. He was. There's also a, 
a fair few texts. I'm not sure how you'll feel about these, Frank, but uh, I was absolutely petrified of the Daleks as a small child. I loved Doctor Who, but the Daleks were just too much for me, and I used to hide behind the settee. I think it was the voice that really got to me. They actually, there actually is someone who hid behind the settee, because that's the so sort they of... say. That's the cliché. I don't know if they are I say, speaking I say that's the cliché. That's the, cli- the, the cliché about, <laughs> about Doctor <laughs> Who fans. Mm. Yeah, so, like- and a few people... Um, uh, I was petrified of the Doctor Who theme music. Have never watched an episode, so you know they're losing potential viewers just great. with the scary music. It's in the top three great theme tunes of all time, <laughs> according wow. to you, or well, just one, generally just according wisdom. to me. According to me, I'm entitled to my own opinion. I work in the music business alongside what <laughs> Juliet Bravo. I'm on here, aren't I? Juliet Bravo was good theme music. Oh, I yeah. seem to remember. Well, Nugget was scared of Zed Cars, he says. No. <laughs> Zed Cars theme. Really? Was Nugget, yeah. What, oh, what is that was... called? There's a name for the Zed Cars theme. Oh, I've forgotten it. See, that's the sort of trivia I used to have at my fingertips when I was a young man. Well, there you go. But I know it goes blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you can record that and use it maybe as a ringtone, anyone. <laughs> any <of that. laughs> I might be, might be glad of that. That's a, that's a bit of a treat. Public Eye, of course, is the best uh, theme music ever. Mm. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You know that strange sensation you were describing? Not the one you were say- talking about off air. That was disgusting. <laughs> oh, come on. But, um, apparently, Wayne Muir. I what? don't know if he's a relative. A Frank Muir. Possibly. Um, oh, yeah. Call me Wayne. Um, this is called vection, with the type Frank describes called linear vection. Linear vection? Is that what people mm. mean when they say they're vexed? Are they just abbreviating vection? No. <laughs> Glenn Bateman yeah? says it's called vertical illusory oh, self-motion. Well, get your story straight. <laughs> I think there's a gap here. What about... If, you know you get the Doppler effect when a... When a a, a siren goes past or something. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's the Doppler effect, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Could we not call it the Skinner effect? As I feel, I, I haven't exactly discovered it, but I've identified it as something which needs naming. I just go around naming things we'll after you. That. Look, we've got willy we've, nilly. We've got we've got a we've got a standing army here with our with our readers. We can we can get them to introduce it. But I can't yeah. help but think that the Skinner effect should really be something else that you've you've done to the world. I don't know what I'll think about that. No, but I don't. There's things I don't want to be saying. <laughs> exactly. <yet. laughs> I think you might be cherry picking what you want to be remembered for. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that, but you know we all do that. I mean, um, Harley of Harley's Comet fame. Oh yeah. Um, Good pronunciation, Frank. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, had a relationship with a goat. But, You're kidding. Um, yeah, but that, obviously, um, it, that's not what he wanted, he wanted. Wanted to be named after. Um, so when I say I had a relationship, I don't mean. Uh, I oh. mean, mm. <sighs> I mean, Vection does seem to be the most Yeah, I will, and I'll tell you who I'm who I'm going to use to escort us out of this okay. is uh, DB David Beckham because we haven't who? talked about this, guys. Oh, that showbiz. Yeah, yeah, short memories. Yeah, oh, David Beckham. Yes, yes, um, yes, he's retired. First Sir Alex, now him. I think they had a little deal going. <laughs> Why did they retire so soon? So but you say that first, Sir Alex. Now, here, mm. wouldn't it be if if I could have take take you back now? If I'd got a TARDIS, we could go back to the World Cup in uh, was it ninety eight mm-hmm. when um, we played uh, Argentina, 
and Michael Owen got that wonder goal. And then um, David Beckham got kicked someone and the people were hanging effigies of him. Yeah. Would you believe that several years later, when we're talking about retirement, we've forgotten that Michael Owen is retiring at the end of the season because yeah. Beckham's mm. is so big. Or about that? That was one of those who'd have thought moments. <laughs> <laughs> people say to me, I bet you never thought, did you, when you was at school in uh, West Midlands that you'd end up having a television? I said, well, no, I did think that. <laughs> and then people hate you, but I did think it. I thought it all the time. <laughs> Sorry. He did his exit interview with Gary Neville. His exit interview? Yes, oh, that's I, didn't what I'm was, it. I didn't know he was being killed. <laughs> that's what it's called. From a Swiss you, clinic. That's what it's called when you leave a company, an exit interview. Oh, mm. really? But I like that Gary Neville is turning into a sort of Frost fit, David Frost figure. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he doing interviews? Do you think there'll be a film called Frost Beckham? About that interview? <laughs> it's about like, his highlights in the you 90s. Know that, um, you know that Paxman interview where he asked the same question 13 <laughs> times? It was like that. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We, um, David Beckham, people's, um, frightening children... Oh, yeah. ...phenomenon, yes. the Skinner effect. There's nobody, um, emailed in that they were scared of David Beckham, if that's what you're asking No, there. but Mark said, um, when I was about six years old, sitting in the garden in the summertime, I could hear the crows in the trees. Mm. My grandmother told me that they knew who I was and were constantly calling my name. That did it Mark. for me. So all I hear now is Mark, Mark. I'm now 43. That's Mark in Dubai. Today. Lovely warm-hearted grandmother. (laughs) I love all these horrible nanas. Happy birthday, Mark. And uh, it's bad luck that your gran had recently seen Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds before Mm. you had that conversation. (laughs) I like the idea because it makes gran sound a bit more uh, magical. Mm. Right. You know that the, me, it makes her sound a bit witchy. No, but... no, it makes her sound like she knows the old ways, oh, if you yeah. know what I'm saying. My one knew the old ways, the off licence. <laughs> Glenn Bateman, the Skinner effect, human influence on central reservations in the late 20th century. <laughs> yes, that could have worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, human influence or human effluence. <laughs> so anyway, um, David Beckham. Yes. Now yes. you did. Am I right? That before we went to that last track, you did a David Beckham stick joke. I nearly oh. did, and then I reversed so out. What happened? To, that was a lovely nostalgic moment. People I, never yeah. do David Beckham stick. He's taking his place I, now. I don't want to. I think we've realised that he's clever and it's fine. Yeah, well, he isn't clever. All right, I, not, think, I, I think we've, we've re- egged the pudding a bit there. But I you think know what, what I mean. he did. He got so popular that we couldn't do. Um, David Beckham. I mean, he, he mm. was the one. You know, I've talked before on this show about in comedy, there's people mm. that sit in the fat seat, people yes. who sit in the um, sleep with a lot of women seat, people that sit in the thick seat. I who's in the thick seat now, then? I don't, I don't know. know. Wayne Rooney, perhaps? Maybe. I don't know if he is, really. Mm. But anyway, Beckham is out of it. So he's um, retiring from football. Yeah. Obviously, he'll continue to do things like do adverts for supermarket chains, as I saw in the paper this morning. Lots of sport. Frank, I've just thought someone else who's in the thick seat. Uh, Donna Rare, that was a retro thick seat. Oh, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, she was. But, Frank, have you met him? Beckham. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's met them all. He's worked with them all, hasn't he? (laughs) He said to me, um, I'd done him in a sketch a few times, you know, played him in a sketch. Uh And he said to me, uh, and I sort of looked a bit like him. You know the way Alistair McGowan sounds like him? Yeah. But (laughs) he looks like, well, the sort of person who who was calling Mark. He looks like a crow. (laughs) 
uh-huh. made up to look like David Beckham. I mean, I mean this in the nicest possible way. I have a great admiration for Alistair McGowan. I'm interested to hear how you got yourself to look like David Beckham. So, Extraordinary uh, yeah. statement. Well, 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 we had a very good makeup woman, and he said to me, God, you must have a hell of a makeup woman if she can make <laughs> you look like me. <laughs> good for him. Which I thought yeah. was a brilliant opening line. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else about David. He come, he come up to me, he had a white suit, white shirt. Oh, my and, God. And, you know, he looked, he looked like an angel. And, um, and I had a friend who was obsessed with him, a, a, a female friend, really mm. obsessed with him. And she was sitting on a table and hadn't seen that he was there and turned up. And I said, I won't name her because she's a married woman now with children, but I said, um, let's call her Liz. <laughs> so I said, there's a friend of mine over there. She's mad about you. If you went over and said hello, honestly, you would. And he walked over and he really? just, t- he stood behind. It's like he'd done it before. He tapped her on the shoulder. She turned around and the look on her face oh. was just golden. And he said, hi, I'm, uh, hi, Liz, I'm David. And he bent down and kissed her on the cheek. And wow. it was like a lottery win. Oh. It was, uh, so yeah, a nice bloke, but one of those people who makes me think, how much money do you need? Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean, Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. We were talking about about um, David Beckham's retirement. My point about how much money do people need is that David Beckham will advertise more or less anything. Mm. And does he not think, I don't need, I've got more money than I can spend and mm. that my children can spend. Maybe I'll just do nice work now. I'll tell you what, he, now that he has retired, he must have a wardrobe, like a big cupboard in his house. Just full of like you razor blades, and under pants, yeah. and crisps, everything that he's advertised over Has the he years. Done crisps? You get he a lot of the demons on those wardrobes. Frank would be scared. Smoky Beckham. Yeah. yeah, but Frank, can <laughs> I just, to, as a counter argument, I would like to say, let's compare you and him. You will always be funny. We hope. However, well, we no, you will. Some people to will a say certain you're degree, already looking back. You will always be funny. He won't always. Be at this top level, so he needs to get in as ma- and make as much cash as he no, can. No, but um, even so, one can only spend. So, you know, when you're on holiday in France and you see Harrison Ford advertising an insurance company or something, right? Like, yeah, and you think, how much money do you? You don't need any more money than you've got just to really nice work. You know, that's fulfilling. Don't do adverts. I'd like to see Beckham just not care about his appearance now that he's sort of knocked it on the head. I would hate to see that. Do you know what? I, <laughs> I would hate it. I, to use your phrase, I would like to see him now just pull the ripcord and in, in five <laughs> oh, years' time just... BFM. Like, like Jake LaMotta in Raging Bull. <laughs> bit, uh, go a bit Razor Ruddock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be... Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. Oh. I would so respect him if he did if that. He ended Razor up in, in his straining polo shirts. In six years' time in, like, the Big Brother house, really fat, not caring, and hairy. And Victoria does it as well. Well, that would really yeah. become like a big be really fun, rough couple. It? He starts going to the shopping centre in an England shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. No, I'd respect him for that. He has always, to be fair, he's always kept a slightly loose lip. As I mean, I've, I've, oh, you've got you in that lip. No, I've always, I've always recommended him for this. A, a beautiful man, but he, he's, had this, this, he's had the wisdom of the Islamic rug maker. 
You know those <laughs> yes. that leave... The, the, the imperfection. The deliberate fault so that they don't affront God with their arrogance. He's had mm. the loose lips saying to God, I don't. I know I'm not perfect. I'm allowed to... I give up the lips. So is perfect. I met him, Cochrane. Have you? Yeah. So out of the three of us, Did I'm the one Cochran? who hasn't... Yeah. Who hasn't... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit schoolyard. You're going to drag him into the girls' toilet. I meant to say Cochrane, and then it was Cochrane, and I thought, I quite like it. It's a cat fits. Yeah. It does. That is my name. Mm. But I felt um, I was green room lurking. Oh, I wonder how that was going. Go on. I was green room lurking. You know I sometimes do that, yes. Frank. And I just... I, I was bowled over. I didn't know what to say to him. He shook my hand. He went, hello, I'm David. Yeah. <laughs> I focused on the lip. It, it kept. It meant. It was less frightening then. Do you know what I mean? Really? It's overwhelming. That's what otherwise. the lip's for to stop people just breaking down at his. At his. I almost cried because I said to really? my friend Jane, I said, it, It's too depressing to meet someone like that. To know that I'll never be intimate with him. <laughs> I can't bear it. Oh, blind. I found it really depressing. She said, How do you know? I said, Well. No, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, you're well, pen pals now, though, aren't you? I mean, it's not intimacy, but still contact, isn't it? That's nice. Yeah. If ever I meet Alanis Morissette, I imagine I'll be in a similar state. That'd be <laughs> ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Laura Eaves has... Does she? Thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> She's tweeted us. She says, how come you have email corner, but you don't read out your address? That's in your email address. But you do mention your Twitter, text, pager, telex, It's a good cetera. point. Yeah. It is a good point. Well, why, is, why is that, Daisy? That's a mistake on my part. Oh, it's a mistake on your part. Okay. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing that's ever happened <laughs> on the show. To well, email the show, you just go to the Absolute website. Just right? visit the Absolute website www. I love doing that bit. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash contact. Slick. I'm going to stop you doing that, Jeff Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I, meant, I meant to show. Email corner. Well, we have arrived in uh, in email corner. Can Our I just ask, been how Google. long has the show been running that this is the first time we <laughs> announced the email address? This feels like an oversight. You know, but it takes a while to, um, to... You know, you can't expect us to hit the ground running. <laughs> <laughs> the show's been going a little over four years. We've just given out the email address. And, Small and steps, have email it? corner as a regular section on oh, I like it. It's a the sort of Greta Garbo anyway. approach to uh, commercial radio. It sort of yeah. proves if you build Don't it, talk. they will come. They've been getting through yeah. anyway. We've yeah. been doing well, email people, talks. Do you know what I think it is? Cochrane. Yes. It's a bit like you know. when you meet a man. Some men say this, you see, Frank. Mm. If you meet an alpha male, never give him your number. Because if he likes you enough, Daisy's nodding viciously, <laughs> he should be able to track you down. Really? Yeah. And you the see, alpha that's male... an alpha male, not a bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, you could argue that uh, maybe now we've, we've, we've spoon-fed him the email address. There'll be all sorts of idiots sending in emails, whereas yeah, the, exactly. the standard of emails in the past, though there were only, say, two a week, <laughs> were brilliant. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all about quality, not quantity. And yes, I have used that line before, and what of it? Mm. 
Okay, we're in email corner. So shall I read an email? Um, no, let's not bother. <laughs> <laughs> shall we just move on? Now we've broken all our usual email. Let's get to email corner and I'll play the flute for an hour. Hi, Frank, Alan and Emily. I'm a 20-year-old journalism student from Christchurch and love listening to your show. I first tuned in a few months ago and it's become a staple for the morning commute. I think a good idea for a text in is... By the way, I'd love it when people suggest ideas for the show. It saves us so much time. <laughs> yeah. They know what we're like. I think a good idea for a text in is, what interesting cups do you have? How dare you? Me and my yes. flatmates. <laughs> 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 uh, here's where I think it becomes... Um, interesting. That is, can I say that is a good idea? It is. It's excellent. You see, this is what I mean. If we were giving out the email address, people would say, what about favourite colour? That's yeah. a text Yeah. In. Which isn't so good. Blue. Um, Green. Mine's P- blue. Pink. Is it? Interesting. <laughs> well, it turns out it's more interesting than I thought it would be. How odd um, that there's no overlap there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone very snooker table. I love it. It's ours, yeah. Me and my flatmates live next to abandoned houses where we have recovered... <laughs> What a wasteland! <laughs> Is it our key? Uh, <laughs> Please, he's got a lovely house. Me and my flatmates live next to abandoned houses where we have recovered numerous quirky cups, some hand painted, one shaped as Homer Simpson's head, and one with a UN logo on it. UN? I'd like oh. a UN mug. Keep well, <laughs> Benjamin Ryan. I love Keep Well. Yeah, yeah, that is um, that's nice. But also that I'm not sure how happy I would be about. Uh, Recovered cups from abandoned houses. They're glazed, mm. but are they washed? Oh, they're glazed. Yeah, but you would wash them. them. But as long as they're non-porous, it's um, you're sure you, you, yeah. you'd be fine with that. I mean, I, I wouldn't eat, uh, you know, say a, a terracotta crock pot. I wouldn't use one of those after oh, I found right, them. The but, but, but glazed, be fine. Mm. Okay. That's why when I went to um, China, I, I didn't lick the terracotta army. <laughs> Tell, me, tell me about it. Yeah, I, I, I won't pretend I wasn't tempted, but I, <laughs> I, I held back. Anyway, we got to. Um, we haven't even got. I, I've got some good monks. That, but that is a good. You see, that's yeah. why I mean, that's someone who, who gets the show. Um, so, well, I've got a Ricky Martin. You uh, have. I have. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice one as well. Um, you're v- you're very promotional, Mark Frank. <laughs> Pardon? You're very promotional, Mark. Uh, yeah, I've got a yeah. lot. I think she might be implying that you're stingy, then. No. That's, that's usually the sort of attack no, I, I get. for this. I bought it. You bought the Ricky Martin I, I, Yeah, I... Um, I bought and paid for. I <laughs> flew to Barcelona uh, in the 90s to see um, Ricky Martin live. Mm. And uh, I bought a mug. Mm. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. You and John Barrowman. It's a lovely trip. I thought, yeah. Frankie and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, and I've Love got to see that um, film. I've got uh, on on my last tour. Uh, they they taught me into the first time ever to promotional material, which I've always been very anti on tours. Yeah. I always think it's such a massive rip off. But um, such was the profit margin. I said <laughs> yes. I don't feel good about that, but I'm owning up. Mm. I thought it was a lot of tat. <laughs> Nevertheless. Um, there was mugs, and they said, what should we put on the mug? And I said, why don't you put one of my jokes? And I suggested a joke, which I will not repeat on air. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's a joke I now feel embarrassed at the thought of. And it turns out I've got 50 mugs with it on. And, <laughs> oh, you know, honestly, honestly, I cannot drink out of one of those <laughs> mugs. I can't, can't. You? No. 
Well, I'll, they, I'll have one of those. Yeah, you're one. welcome. I'll bring you one each in. Along with the Frank Skinner umbrella. The Frank Skinner umbrella is, uh, yeah. You've not got a Frank Skinner umbrella. Yeah, did oh, I have yeah, yeah, I went yeah. out when it was riding didn't realise. Have you realize. got more than one? I'd have one of them as well. Well, uh, you'll have one of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was just thinking, shall we have next week as Merchandise Week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got an absolute radio mug. Have you? got you? one of those? Yes. Oh, yeah, I've got, I a, I've got, a, I've got a couple of I've those. also got a black um, Playboy. It's more of a tankard. A, a matte black tankard, tankard affair. That's oh. for my special gentleman friends. I've got a last of the summer wine mug. Have you? Hello. No, we heard <laughs> you. <laughs> I just couldn't going. Go. I just found that extraordinary. Yeah, that my admission. girlfriend always says that is that the favourite mug of our collection. Really? Well, I had a bit of a tragedy the week. Um, is it got on it then? All of them? Every one of them in a tiny, tiny cartoon form. Oh, not so that well drawn. But, um, <laughs> and it's a slightly smaller mug than normal. Like you know, it's for the elderly. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a lovely mug which my mother-in-law broke a couple of weeks ago. It was oh, uh, no. John Wayne Airport. Oh, black, oh. black with the Duke in gold. Oh, I, I don't like it, my black mug. No, no. I like that. Then you're not. You know, when it, when you take one out to the um, the dishwasher and it's got the brown ring on the bottom of it, you think, oh, uh-huh. I've never got to go scour it for eight. With a black one, you, you don't know. And what you don't know, <laughs> yeah, won't hurt you. I've got a good Laurel and Hardy one that I'm very fond of. That's one of my favourite books. This is great radio, though. I think it is. <laughs> I've also got um, three of those massive Sport Direct mugs that you buy, that you get when oh, you buy something on. One of those. Oh, my God, they're enormous. They're too big, if anything. I've got a Tony Blair mug where when no. you put hot water in it, his I nose... I want to come by and harvest that. His nose grows... <laughs> To suggest that he, no. you, know, you know that blyer thing they used You've to say. You've got a satire mug. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got two satire mugs. I've no. got, have, have I got news for you, uh, Nick Clegg? And it says the Downing Street mug. <laughs> it's got a picture of Nick Clegg. Oh wow! Enough mug talk. But okay. It, it, it was think? a good. Uh, I think it's a good. Uh, I've got one for having run a ten k that I sometimes enough give to mug guests. talk, boys. I'll tell you what started happening in our um, house on the on the domestic front. Is yeah. I noticed my girlfriend has become. Um, rather gong-ho about the cutlery sections in the drawer. What do you mean? The spoon, oh, she mixing and matching? Spoons in with forks, forks oh. in with knives. It's, I, I, the other day I went through and put them all back in their right... Like Has a, it been a quiet week? <laughs> no, it's just... It was, I felt bad about it's it. It's like that character thought, in, my beauty, in A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> no, but it, it mattered to me that they mm. were separated. OK. Of course, this is probably how apartheid started. <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had an email. You know, you were searching for a new word for that feeling of standing on the beach and the sea moving out, and you remaining still but thinking that yeah, um, or you're moving. Like when a train pulls out, and you yes. think you think you're moving, and it's moving. Uh, yes, Bernard from Beckenham. Uh, Bernard from Beckenham. I who's love. Who's got that. a satisfying mm. alliterative name? Yeah. Uh, how about Yvonne? Move spelt backwards. That's good. See what he's That's doing. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it's good work, all right. I like that. Make no mistake. And also, it sounds like if you can imagine a website where people bought sick, it'd be called Evon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not saying that such a website should exist. Don't all websites exist. There probably is. That there probably website, is yeah. one. Yeah, oh, but it doesn't got such a good name. No. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh... Oh, we've also had Richard Eaton says, in the early 80s, my dressing gown hanging on the bedroom door always looked like a werewolf in the dawn light, which scared me. I've had Ooh. that again. I've had that with a hanging coat and stuff. 
uh, or a white shirt. Sometimes I'll put a white shirt in an adjacent room in case I wake up and think it's a ghost. Do you remember the um, television programme Beauty and the Beast that was popular? I did, indeed. I um, I was in episode three. No. Mr Candlestick. (laughs) My my youngest brother, inexplicably, uh, became scared of showing his bare feet to Vincent, the uh, the beast I remember of said programme. And so at the end, he would uh, he would cover up his feet, because obviously he was in his pyjamas and his dressing gown watching it all cosy, and he would uh, he would put a cushion over his feet because he didn't what? want Vincent to see his feet. What? what, what why? It's was weird. He, was Vincent into feet or something? No, <laughs> it's just one of those weird things that, that kids, that Vincent. Get, kids okay. get scared of. It's just odd. I like that you remembered his name. That is Vincent. a bizarre one, isn't it? Yeah, mm. really weird. Yeah. I love that. It's strange what you're frightened of. We've it? had an email into the show as well from Carl. Carl Young. No, it's not Carl Young. Um, hi, Alan and Frank, and Emily, of course. Oh, oh cheeky. Yeah. I've got top billing there. I would like oh, yeah. to thank you, Alan. <laughs> Emily, little more than a postscript. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank you for a great show in Kendall on Wednesday evening. I want to personally apologise for the annoying drunk lady in the crowd who wouldn't shut up. No idea who she was, but we're not all like that here. You handled her well and made us laugh at the same time. (sighs) You've, I'm sure, encountered this problem in your uh, stand-up career, Frank. Uh, uh, A woman who cannot listen. Uh, She was very drunk. She was very drunk. So everything I said, she responded to. Oh, yes. Um, And so about seven minutes into the show... I had to make a mental note to not say any rhetorical questions at oh, all for no. the next 90 minutes. Um, so that was quite pressing. But, <laughs> wonderfully, uh, I did a gig in Kendall and they, they put Kendall mint cake in the dressing room, which was oh, sweet. That, which nice. was sweet. Oh, that was oh. an accidental oh, pun. Wow. That's <laughs> accidental I pun. I saw that in slow-mo as it was happening. <laughs> they're, they're dropping off you like windfall fruit. And uh, the same week, I've also done a gig in Harrogate, and they had Harrogate water. Harrogate is a spa town, isn't it? So it's got water like Bath. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Actually, in the past, I've done a gig in Bath and had bath water, but I don't know. No, you bath. have not. <laughs> bath water seems to me like kids That's... drink bath water, don't they? Do you mean from the actual spa? Well, they just have bottled water, and it's called oh, no, bath there is, water. There is a, there's a proper spa water in Bath that's as the uh, consistency of dog saliva. Oh, no, I don't mm. want that. No. But it's given me a brilliant idea for my next tour because the oh. tour I'm doing is You're going uh, to the Virgin is, Islands. It's gradually, oh, <laughs> 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 gradually eking to a finish. But I thought, um, I thought I could book in for next year just places that do food and drink named after the place. Like you know, I could start the tour in Aberdeen and have steak. Oh, and uh, and then Arbroath. For Arbroath Smokies, you know, the smoked fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, Delicious. Yeah. It's like your Ricardo shop, your tour, isn't it? <laughs> I'm no, not just going to go, hey, I'm just thinking that's probably near because it's both Scotland, isn't it? I could do them in the same couple of nights. I think that would be a great idea for a tour. It's a great... you get publicity for it. Do you mm. think? I could yeah. turn it into, like, you know, some crazy... I bet Sardinia would be good. I'm not sure I'd make much money with the Italian well, economy. They'd be, they'd be crammed in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about the Black Forest, Frank? Lovely. Yes. What happened to her? <laughs> Steady. I knew. Oh, sorry. Um. <laughs> yes. Melton Mowbray. What about a gig in Melton Mowbray, oh, the pork pie? Oh, yeah. What about Bakewell in Derbyshire? Oh. Oh, lovely. Cherry Bakewell tart. Yeah. Which is actually some graffiti I wrote on the <laughs> box face <laughs> two of us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, well, it, it could be a world tour, though. It could be... I could go right to Alaska. Oh, Har- to Alaska. Harvey's Bristol Cream, I'll give you a call then. I love yeah. that stuff. Is that in Bristol? Yes. Well, if it's got Bristol in the name. <laughs> it's not I in Harvey. I thought it might be the name of a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it might be the name of a drink, but that sounds good. Well, it is the name Cheddar. of a drink. And it's in Bristol. Yeah. Kendall Mint Cake is the name <laughs> of a sweet. Right. Sorry when you do it. No, yeah. I didn't know that Harvey's Bristol Cream was a Bristol thing. Like, it could have been a different what Bristol. What do you mean? <laughs> what different Bristol? I thought it could be what like the name of a process. What do you think it was milk? <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Still in the email corner. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd like to pop into text T-Junction oh, okay. briefly, if you don't nice. mind. Uh, I have a fear of grands, Frank. This is from Yvette in West Brom, who's one of our regulars. Yvette or yeah. Yvette? Yvette. OK, not a Yvette. No, not Yvette. <laughs> I have a fear of grands. My gran used to wake me up to tell me that my mum had just gone out the front door and was never coming back. What, as a joke? Well, she also <laughs> used to carry her wardrobe from one room to another... And she used to roll Why? rugs up and pretend they were her babies. She sounds like a powerful woman. Mm. But I like... I, see, again, that's a woman who, who's familiar with the old ways. <laughs> There'll be something mystical about that rug thing. Uh, we've we've yeah. also had a text in... Well, I mean, what if the cockroach stood on a rolled-up one when he was a young child? Oh, I'd have been terrified. But can oh. I say I like an old man who's a bit, bit of a bully? Yeah, well, you know... I think they get to an age, maybe at the generation they've grown up in, they've been a bit oppressed as, as yes. women, and now they've thought, and I'll just behave however I like. Mm. I went round my grand's once, and she was, it was about half nine in the morning, she was uh, eating uh, shepherd's pie. No, is it, is it cottage pie with potato on top? Oh, yeah. Cottage pie out of a silver file tray and drinking a bottle of Guinness. <laughs> in the morning? Yeah. And she was like 90, something, and I thought, well, yeah, just do what, just do what you like. Exactly, yeah. I went around my grounds once. She's married a Nigerian who was a bigamist. But you <laughs> really? know that. Well, she had five husbands. Oh, all, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, mm. well, there you go, you see. Mm. You know, freedom. Enjoy yourself. Mm. The great thing, I suppose, looking back, is I, I then started not long after drinking early in the morning. Did you? Yeah, yeah seems like the family way, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas my gran used to have uh, Weetabix just with marmalade spread on top of it, and uh, that's not no, caught no, on no, in my no, life. No, I, that, that, that was her hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's what grand's hands look like. Um, <laughs> really? The, uh, that, that sounds a bit dry. Very dry. Uh, on the subject of my world food tour, that I, I wouldn't be surprised if I've got a book deal on that by the end of the day. Mm. Um, Alan could include Craster in Northumberland. I might be mispronouncing that. Craster, Craster, home of the Craster Kippers. Do you think it's Craster or? Never heard of that. C R A S T E R. There used to be some fizzy pop called Craster. No, not that. It's Cra. C R A. No, I've never heard of that. But I've already got Arbro Smokies. I don't want this tour to be too fishy. I'd like. I I I toured with a sound man. When we walked into every hotel, the first thing he said is, do you know if they do a Finn and Haddock for breakfast? Every morning, if it was available, he'd have it. Lovely. It's those kind of anecdotes <laughs> <laughs> that um, made us Sony rejects. <laughs> I'm pressing the wrong buttons here. That could have all gone very wrong. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've had a text that I think crosses the streams of the two different textings we've uh, we've got running. Um, 
not only did we ask people about the mugs they own, mm. uh, also what we were scared of as kids. When I was little, I would never finish a drink from a mug. This was because the reflection that my own face made at the bottom of the mug scared me. <laughs> Simon Williams from Taunton. Well, I um, I never finished a cup of tea in a house because we didn't have a strainer. Oh. And there was always, like, loads of that, leaves in oh, the bottom. It's mm. horrible, that. And uh, we've also had uh, Rick Oliver, a.k.a. 283, who's texted saying, I think Alan should go straight to Turkey and have done with it. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> well, I was thinking I should really start the tour in Hungary. Ah, oh, of course. Mind you, I was in, uh, as I said, Cornwall last week, and obviously I had the pasties and all that. And um, someone was saying to me, oh, you've done, uh, she said, have you, have you done the, the whole Cornwall thing? And one of the local people. And I said, I haven't had a Cornish Mivy. And she said, I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. I've never <laughs> heard of Have you heard of it? Yes, it's a nice lolly. Yeah. Oh, someone from Cornwall never heard of a Cornish... Oh, it was beautiful. I've not heard. Mm. I've not it was had white, that. white ice cream with, like, a red outer... Case an and outer case, yeah. Which bit of Cornwall was that that you had that in, and where's the nearest venue? No, no, I didn't. It, used to, it was re- it was it was available nationally. It was it was an export from All right, Cornwall. So you're not recommending a place that I should go and tour. I, I need a sort of an arts centre or comedy club between. If, well, if you played Cornwall, <laughs> they could if they could find them. Maybe I'm not sure they still exist. Lovely. Anyway, let me continue the food theme. I had I had a, a card oh. from uh, Tony, and it says, "Dear Frank, um, then there's some praise." Mm. It says, um, I, li- I listen to the show on a Saturday morning when I'm dialysizing oh. at, at uh, Guy's Dialysis Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Guy's being a hospital. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not that, it's not like a 70s hospital for men. <laughs> like the guys. It's not that. <laughs> so he's dial- dialysizing, Tony. Um, and uh, he says, enjoy the gift. And uh, what he sent me is a, uh, a pickle fork. <gasps> oh! How marvellous. You know, I was talking about the difficulty I've been having, having getting pickled onions out of a jar. Yeah. Without, you talk of little else. Yeah, and, and then your hands smell of vinegar, and uh, it's, it says on here, trigger spring action for easy release. Oh, I've got one of those oh, at home. Good. Have you got one of these? No, but I've got oh. one. <laughs> and, uh, and what a lovely present. So you stick it in, and then there's like a little... A platform oh. that, that that pushes the uh, thing off. I don't even have to touch the pickle. And the number of times you've said, if people send you free stuff, you'll smash it up. But not now. Oh my no! But this, the, I didn't ask for this. The moon. this. This was just this was just a lovely gesture, and I um, I felt I think it's great. Thank you very much, Tony. Mm. He also thanks me for introducing him to the band Public Service Broadcasting, which is you see, I'm changing the world here. Frank Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean, Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. I ran out of breath and then I forgot to go to the website. Or if you want to email us, you can go to the website and um, Absolute Radio website. I could give you this. Who who on earth ever? Whoever typed in the address. The last time you did that. You just Google it. Mm-hmm. We've had a text <laughs> in, Frank. Four seven four. Hi, I'm a black cab driver, and I clocked you all looking shifty outside the Hawksmoor last night. Oh yeah, we had a works out in last night. Mm. What concerned me was Alan's turn up trousers. If One Direction are ever recruiting, then he has to be in with a shout. That's from Paul. 
Yeah, it was a bit Dr. Fox. Um, <laughs> they're actually a dark gene, and uh, and yes, they did have a turn up. I thought I pitched it really well. It wasn't a smart do. I didn't wear a suit. I went um, suit. Uh, I went jeans. I wore a suit and tie. Can I point that out? Yeah. Yeah. I wore a jean. I wore a jean. But I had uh, good hair. A Smedley shirt, <laughs> Clark's Originals leather desert boots, and a uh, a, a nice Reese jacket. We should say. No pants. No pants. Oh, I, we I'm, should I'm say, Richard Madeley. It was a bit too Ronnie's sketch or, si- or Terry Scott's sitcom. It was dinner with the bosses. It was, wasn't yes. It? But it was, it Mr. was a, very a bit too a bit too Ronnie's when. Uh, but I'll when never eat bone marrow again. You, uh, you got your <laughs> bottom oh. pinched as soon as you arrived, yeah, didn't you? You know, my body actually rejected the bone marrow. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I walked in, and uh, Emily wasn't there. Emily did the Jeff Lloyd show last night. Mm-hmm. Very well. <laughs> I, only, I, only, I say that because... The, do you remember Celebrity Squares? There used to oh, be an American No, Half my family were on it. There was a, le- lebrica- uh, a lebrican? There was an American version. There used to be a gay man who sat in the central square, and they once said to him that... Well, the question was... Do chimpanzees kiss? And he said, yes, very well. <laughs> <laughs> so I always really liked. Um, but, um, yeah, I walked in and there was uh, there was the gang sitting at the table. And suddenly, I mean, it wasn't a pinch. It was a proper deep probing grab at, wow. my, at my behind. Oh, my goodness. I, if I'd known before, I would have brought a rubber cloth. Um, <laughs> and I thought it would be a friend of mine messing about. It was a complete stranger, a woman. And, oh, my yeah. How dare she? That's my job. You're speaking um, to your lawyers immediately, weren't well, you? Well, I, I, I didn't know. I, I, I mean, I, I hope she wasn't planning to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was bread on the table. I, but, you know, I thought, you know, it was a bit more... I mean, if a, if a man did that to a female celebrity mm. in a restaurant... But anyway, you know, people, they, people get drunk. I'd say they get through life. <laughs> Okay. It's a coping strategy, isn't it? It is, that's all it is. Um, I, I, I wonder if uh, we should sashay onto a story that I'm sure uh, is an area of interest of yours. Um, headline, Star Wars and Doctor Who fans clash at <laughs> Norwich Convention. I read about this, yes. I mean, I'm not calling you a dork, but, uh, you know, you'd be interested in I'm this. I'm just saying it's a, glamour, it's a glamour fixture for you. It, it, yeah, really there was. it was a fight, wasn't it? Well, I don't know if um, it was a physical fight, well, but it was trouble. Well, what, yeah. The, what, go on, what a go on, Al? Can the I police ask? were called. Oh, go on. The police were called, weren't they? I don't know if there was a fight. Star Wars and Doctor Who, Whovians. And, yes. uh, and there's uh, Dominic Warner, secretary of Norwich Star Wars Club, said, it's been blown up as if it was a fight. There was no fighting. Which, to me, sounds a bit like, these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> you know, there was no fighting. And he's airbrushing the past there, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. He's doing a Jedi mind trick on us. Do you think there was a, a gal afraid? Oh, oh! Okay. I I get that. Yeah. I get that. Do you get that? Don't know if I get so what that. happened? They turned yeah. up. I tried to do having... it with uh, with Star Wars, but the best I could come up with was uh, GBH Kenobi, which is rubbish. <laughs> oh. I need a bit more work that one, yeah, darling. That's just rubbish. But you're yeah. trying, you and you I respect that. Uh, no, you couldn't. Um, someone will send one. It was a convention. It was the Norwich Sci-Fi and Film Convention. Brilliant. Which I is, um, I always say, well because I... lock up your daughters, ladies, when they're getting together, yeah, exactly. frankly. But you know that thing that... Uh... Yeah, but people, can I say, I have to stop this, on, people always say that about sci-fi fans, you know, they're yeah. just, oh, they haven't got a girlfriend and uh-huh. all that. I didn't say they didn't have a girlfriend. But there's a suggestion of that. Just look it? at her, sorry. But I, I'm just saying that mm. it 
People who um, have lots of uh, casual relationships move about and, you know, sexual beings, are they generally nice, interesting people? I think not. Right. Whereas the sci-fi, as I mean, bright, sharp, interesting people. Right, that's serious. Yeah. I don't want to be on my own with them, though, for long periods of time. Um, <sighs> they, um, one of them stop. said... One of the, I liked the, the guy that you were referring to earlier from the Norwich Sci-Fi Convention. He These said, are not the droids you're looking yes. for. <laughs> he also said, look, we're all in the same boat here. <laughs> I love his acknowledgement yeah. that they're all saying, look, we're all in the same boat here. <laughs> he may as well have said, bit of the Venn diagram. <laughs> but but I've had, I had a fight in, in uh, Norwich once. I think it's, it's not, you? don't blame Sci-Fi, blame Norfolk. It's because it, there's no hills to hide behind. You you have to take. You're suggesting to, don't hate the don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's a very um, you, you, that's it. It's flat, so you just have to you have to toe to toe it. Oh, Joe, it Joe. was obviously a Darth brawl. Oh, R two D two looking at me. I Joe. have to say, <laughs> that, but that's that, there was no good headlines that I saw for it. No, that, no. there must be a million and one. Um, maybe that, that'd be a good text in headlines for this story. End it like Beckham was a good headline. I thought yesterday. That's Somebody a good one. Yes. Yeah. But well, not if it was for the sci-fi <laughs> no, battle no. story. Yeah, they got the wrong story. <laughs> Clerical error. That'd be absolute rubbish. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Oh, I tell you what, on the subject of um, the, the flat terrain in East Anglia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I met, I can't remember who said this to me, but uh, we're talking about not remembering stuff from school. And this guy said, oh, but, but I, bet you, I bet you know what an Oxbow Lake is and how it was formed. And I do remember that from geography. I remember yes, that. I remember and, an Oxbow Lake. And hummocks. I, I remember. Don't know about hummocks. They're oh. small hills. Oh, and uh, he's, we were talking about what you remember from school, and it's really not much. But there's one or two facts for no apparent yes. reason. So how are Oxbow Lakes formed? I remember the name of Oxbow Lakes, but I'm just picturing a lake in my head. I don't know the formation. Uh, what they uh, it was very hard to explain. I had a diagram, <laughs> <laughs> but they they they're a loop that gradually um, a loop in a river that gradually wears away, to put it in simple terms. Oh, okay. But I also remember the passage of a um, solution into a less soluble solution through a semi-permeable membrane, which mm -hmm. is osmosis. <clears throat> You're listening to that. Absolute Science. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, it's interesting what we remember, though. It is. I forgot, you know, 99.74%. Absolute maths. Yeah, that's what I've learnt. Um, yes. Paul McIntyre says, beat me up, Scotty. That's what happened at the sci-fi convention punch-up. That's good. So I like beat me up, Scotty. I found the, the whole article quite difficult to read because my mate told me that um, there's a there's an acronym for Norwich, which is knickers off ready when I come home oh, and yes. people say it. And, people and used so, to write it on envelopes. Did they? Yeah. But it, it just, when when it's like... Doctor Who Norwich convention. It just makes me think. Oh, oh, there's something. <laughs> but I can't remember the last time anyone. It must. No one uses knickers already when I come home anymore. <laughs> or, or it's not even. I mean, I, had, I used to have a problem with the K. There's obviously a silent K at the front. Mm. Oh yeah. Jabber me guts. Two two eight. Jabber me guts. Jabber me gut. Jabber. Jab, it's like Jabba like the Heart, jab. but it's just oh, the jab oh, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Let's, I'll tell you what I want, before we go this week, I want to talk about our sort of, our spiritual colleague in radio. 
<gasps> from Radio Paula Stoke. Paula White? Yes. Oh, I oh. want to talk of nothing else. Because I, in case you don't know, this was a woman from Radio Stoke who was doing her last... Not her last show, it was her last show in the daytime I think slot. it's her last show now. And <laughs> I don't know if it's, it was ever established, but I, the, it, she sounded drunk, let's say that. Yeah, I yeah. think she sort of admitted it. Well, she did say oh, it one. Did she? she said, I've had a few drinks. She said, I've had a couple of drinks, I'm not drunk. Yeah, yeah well, we've all said that. Yeah. When? Yeah. And, but anyone who, <laughs> says, I, anyone who says, I'm not drunk is generally drunk. Almost FYI. always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I listened to a bit of her show, and she, now, you'll have to help me out with this. There's a thing she said... We're going to party today, P-R-T-Y, <laughs> because I said so. Yeah. So she made the last letter, Y, as, mm. as in why the... No, is that something that's... Is that a, a, a cliché? Or no, is that, that something... subtlety was lost on me. She just kept saying, party. No, she said P-R-T-Y, because I said so. And I thought, oh. you know, the people are rubbish in this woman because they think she's drunk. But I bet you 90%, I'm not including Christian O'Connell, of the people that won... Um, Sony's last week would have never said anything that clever on radio. That level of wordplay. Yeah, I was listening to a radio station the day, which isn't this one, and the bloke said, as interesting um, uh, fact in the paper today, that teenage girls, the average teenage girl, it, over the space of a year, has a hundred and fifty-seven arguments with friends. And I thought, well, that is quite an interesting mm. thing to. He said, anyway, moving on. We've got um, blah, but I never mentioned it again. Mm. Oh. Is that good? Paula. <laughs> Paula would have related the 157 rows she'd had that year. <laughs> I think, well, you're looking at me. Have I said something really wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Is it just a boring bit? I don't no, no, you know what it is? It's just a rather... I don't mind if it's just a boring bit, but don't look at me like I've said, unique, I accidentally swore. It's a unique take on, on things, I think. <laughs> no, I, 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 I thought, Paul, this show sounded better, much better than your average radio show. Yeah, when she was good. She was completely blotto. I think we should sign her up. This is Frank Skinner. Paula White earlier, the Radio Stoke DJ. Yeah. Not keen to promote another brand, but she is in the news. She's a news figure now. And you were saying that you thought it was rather clever construction, the way she'd said, we're going to P-A-R-T, why? Because I want to, or something. Because I said so. Because I said so. I thought that was clever. Mm -hmm. 025 has texted us and explained, it's from The Mask. Uh. He says, I believe the character is called Stanley Ipkiss. Mm. Um, he says, P-A-R-T-Y, because I got her. This, the mask is the one with... Um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. Oh, so, so, she, so she just copied something. Which is a, a drugs mess for that oh, film as well. I've gone off her. Have you? She deserves to lose her job. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I'll tell you what I didn't like. She was taken off air after half an hour, and then the colleague that took over said, oh, she's not feeling well and has gone home. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was a bit unnecessary to then make the listeners picture her at home. Mm. I just think it's not even true, is it? She went to the nearest all we bar one. We don't know that. I would guess that she got say, some extra drinking time. These are allegations. You may not <laughs> even have been drinking. It can be one of those cases where you have a small sherry and you're on antibiotics. Like, at one point, she explains what carte blanche meant, Did which she? is my favourite bit in the whole broadcast. She goes, I'm going carte blanche. I'll tell you what carte blanche is. <laughs> You can choose anything. 
Is it when you give a lift to someone from the Golden Girls? <laughs> so I would say poor. I would say about eighty percent of radio would be improved with slightly drunk presenters. Surely, yeah. Well, and I'm not just meaning this show. Funny no. you should say that. Because Are you building once, up to something? Yeah, yeah. Once, I've had a few. Do you remember that, Frank? We found a wine glass in the studio. Oh, Don't yeah. you remember that? It was in the early days. Yeah, but maybe they're just early. one of those people who have a glass of wine with a meal. <laughs> it also says... What? With breakfast? Yeah. It also says her last contribution was a rambling account of how she has lost over a stone in weight. And there's the answer, isn't it? She's lost oh, over yeah. a stone. You know, we've all had a drink on an empty stomach and it's gone right to our... She's had, like, she's probably right. barely eaten for a month. Well, I always used to say... It's only well, there's nothing wrong with it's, that. It's only gluttons that eat and drink. <laughs> is that when you just drank rather than eating? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think other people... I agree with you about the radio. Other people's drunkenness really entertaining if you've got an on-off switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would... Uh, oh, yeah, that's I good to remember. It, it would improve all sorts of things. I, I have to say, I, I nearly... I once came so close to destroying my entire career. <gasps> in it. And it, I, I would have been an innocent man, but... I was doing the one show. Oh, yeah. And the one show, you know, being like a sort of a, was it, six million viewers or whatever. And, and the, have I told you this before? And the researchers said, we're just going to rehearse the opening. So I went on and I, obviously I thought we were rehearsing. And mm. often when you're rehearsing, you're messing about, you might swear in a heavy duty way. Oh, mm. no. So I was all set, to, you know, to do something like that. And then after about 30 seconds, it started to dawn on me that it, this was actually the show. <gasps> But that could have Ooh. that could have been yeah. a career, and no one would have believed me. Let's right. face it. Can we sort of linger in email corner? We can pop back. Can we? Let's pop back. Lovely. This is from Omar. Hi, Frank, Emily, and Lecoq. Lecoq mm. was discussing revising and listening to talk radio on your last show. Alan suggested that listening to talk radio whilst revising can be distracting, and it's better to listen to music instead, as you already wise know words. the songs being played. I yeah, wise is. words. Having been a student for far too long, I would reckon might be Omar Sharif. I'm happy not be with him. Is he still a student? Only of backgammon. I would recommend that listening to talk radio is not distracting if the language they are speaking is not one you know. Whilst revising, I would listen to French sports radio, and as I didn't understand what they were saying, I wasn't distracted. Mm-hmm. Hearing them speaking their foreign language... Oh, lovely. A little bit racist. Is it, out uh, of my, I, I blame you, Kip. <laughs> out of my tinny iPad speakers made me feel like I was in company and not alone, whilst I would be hunched over my table with books all around. Love the show. You're fabulous, Emily. Omar. Don't, don't say you're fabulous, Emily, like we're not here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just say, Omar, that is outrageously sweet of you. I heard Joan Collins say that once. Outrageously sweet. how outrageously sweet, sweet of you. And that reminded me a bit when I was walking... I was walking up Tottenham Court Road with David Baddiel and this girl came up to me and said, oh, oh sorry, have you got a pen? And I said, yeah. And I gave her the pen and she asked for Dave's autograph. <laughs> oh. People can be very cruel. I used to listen, uh, when I was writing, I used to listen to French singers, like, you know, Serge Gainsbourg. Oh. Oh, he yeah. PF. I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I am the uh, hip-hop, French hip-hop. That's the first rap I ever listened to was French rap. Really? So it used to be, I didn't like rap at all. I used to feel, you know, if I want um, bad poetry, I'll buy a greetings card. But then I got into it through French. Stuff. Yeah. I um, would play a clip, uh, but um, I, I don't know if they're cussing. You see, because I don't know the language. And exactly. And you know, mm-hmm. sometimes with the rappers, they they've, they've got a bit of a mouth on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have. Yeah. yeah. 
Ted so, and Dorking is also, you know, we were talking about um, where the where that came from, P-A-R-T-Y. We said it was the mask. Ted and Dorking says, no, 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 thrice, thrice nay, he says. Uh, okay. It's the goodbye song from the Mickey Mouse show with Annette Funchinello. M-I-C, see you real soon. K-E-Y, why? Because we like you. You know what? It's, it's certainly, that's the... M-O-U-S-E. Uh, that's the root, the root of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. As regards revising whilst listening to French sports radio, surely that's distracting, though, because you'd hear the French, and I don't know enough French to do it, but, like, the, the presumably the English words would pop out and distract yeah. you, so it'd be like, oh, he, ho he, ho, David Beckham. Oh, he, ho he, ho, Joey I'm not happy with ho he, ho he, ho. I just said I don't know any French words to do. No, I don't do that. Was, that. That was a bit UKIP, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a bit <laughs> ho, he, ho. ho he, ho. It's fine, isn't it? No, it sounds like oh, a I vintage car rules. rally. <laughs> Radio. Absolute Radio. Oh, don't, don't have a silence. We'll no, go I'm not going to have a silence. Well, it's appropriate because um, I'd like to talk about something rather spiritual. Oh, lovely. Which is uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, yes. Gandhi Corner, I'm calling this. Yeah, well, well, of course, we, we should have music that goes, Gandhi Corner. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but we don't have it. I have it. to say, Gandhi is a borderline OC crush of mine. Oh, really? I read My Experiments with Truth, his uh, autobiography. I recommend it heartily. Oh, really? You know, Mm. I've often thought I'd like to read a book about Gandhi. Mm. And I looked at that and I thought, you can't trust an autobiography. What I want is a... uh, an unofficial bio. It's, it's no shows Gandhi, Watts and all. It's no (laughs) Don't Tell Kath, don't get me wrong. No. But it's good. Um, But there was a story this week. He was... It turns out he's sort of more famed for his footwear even than I am, right, because... His shoes, his Gandhi's flip-flops, mm. they're selling for um, 15k. Good oh, use of k there. <clears throat> at, at auction, they reckon. Oh, reckon they oh you mean an, an actual individual pair? Yeah. I thought you meant like there was yeah. a... No. There was a brand. <laughs> and... Like Beyond Borg's underwear. <laughs> yeah, that co- like, like, like yeah, Beckham's like underwear. Like Beckham's, Gandhi's yeah. flip-flop. And they've also, they've discovered that he had a little extra half-inch, a little Noel Edmonds lift on the flip-flop. Was Are you allowed he... to say that about Noel Edmonds? Is that allowed? I think it's out there. That'll be fine. Is it, he, um, she knows him. Is <laughs> a, he's a, a short man then. I think he was five been... foot four, Mahatma. Was he? Mm. Mahandas. You oh, see that? Interesting, isn't it? Because um, Mother Teresa was 4'10". Right. Really? All these little you people. wishing you set them up? You're or? saying they'd have made a lovely-looking couple. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying all these little people promoting peace on a slightly lower, le- a belt level. So that we don't know until it's too late. Yeah. Beautiful. The man How tall was Stalin? Oh, I don't know. I don't think he was tall. He strikes he me. He went the other way, I think. Did he? <laughs> he did. He didn't come out. I suppose that was Gandhi's choice. Do I uh, promote Gandhi's peace choice would have been little... a great... That would be a great film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love I... the idea of him clicking around in them like a slight North London nana. I love that. Well, I, I, what I like about the idea of him having this sort of extra little ledge on his, <laughs> on his, on his uh, sandal... He said they lift him up the way that the love of the people must have lifted him yeah. up spiritually. What I'm saying is that love is like Gandhi on a shelf. <laughs> love is like Gandhi on a shelf. Da, 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 I you then had a feeling you were going to burst into song. Anyway. Oh, I thought, am I going to save this? That was what I was, inside, <laughs> that's what was going through me. I'll tell you who should buy them, though, when they do come up at auction. The um, model, Gandhi. Oh, yeah. David Gandhi. They've probably already got his name in them. 
It'd be oh, fine. Yeah. You see, if Gandhi, spare money. if if Ma- the Mahatma Bapu, if he looked like um, David Gandhi, yeah, I think he'd have been an unsuccessful peace protester. Well, I always, you know, have been envious of, of of the beautiful people of the world. But in fact, there's a lots of jobs they can't do. He'd be a lot a rubbish peace protester. And I've always said that if Laurel and Hardy looked like. Um, David Beckham and, say, Gandhi, they, they wouldn't have got any laughs at all. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. One plus, of course, of Gandhi's uh, sandals is that he's, because he was a very thin man, all those hunger strikes, they wouldn't mm. have took that much. You know, yeah. you wouldn't want, want to buy the sandals of a whoever, whichever personality sits in the fat chair now, I don't know who that no. would be. But, uh, but also people are funny about second-hand shoes, aren't they? they I'm are. surprised that Quite they right keep right. 15 grand's worth of value. Well, the auctioneer, the man from the auction gandy. house, he said they're not in the best condition, as oh. if that would put a potential buyer off. I like It's not eBay. I like no, the fact I, that he's being honest, though. Hmm. I'd like a little bit of uh, Gandhi's uh, belongings, though. Mm. Yeah, there's apparently £250,000 worth of archive material of Gandhi's up for sale, which um, I think is what he would have wanted, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody making a profit out of him. Any glasses? Is there any glasses in there? Oh, good. I quite fancy a pair of those. Gandhi glasses. They are a little round Gandhi glasses. I can really get enjoy. you some of those from Camden, love. Don't no, worry. but they won't be his, will they? No. Um, we've had a text in uh, on the subject of my food tour, you know, Kendall Mint Cake, etc. Uh, nip to Pontifract and have some Pontifract cakes. Perfect. And they're not actually cakes, they're sweets. They are. They're like toffees. Uh, she said it's the home of Haribo sweets. Then have a Yorkshire pudding in every Yorkshire town. Just have a different filling. That's uh, good advice from Danielle there. I could Danielle's do, put a bit of thought. I could do yeah. Leeds and Bradford and I wouldn't have to eat the same thing. I could have, you know, different stuff in the Yorkshire well, pudding. Surely everywhere has got a some sort of food stuff. Oh, apparently it? not Bristol, though. Not named oh, after no. it. I still uh, I, I don't identify Bristol with Harvey's Bristol Cream. I just don't. Am I meant to? Like, so do other people. Be- <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> we need to talk about Kanye West, is oh, uh, a sentence time, I always maybe... say on this show, I feel well, like. Well, because he walked into a... He walked into a sign. He's had a week. Man, man walked into a bar. He's had a week of it. He walked into a sign and got a right old bump on his head, and also his expensive car got trapped in the security gates on the way into it's the It's kind of brilliant. Building. I mean, he's a man... He, I imagine he's a man who could laugh at himself. Do you think so? <laughs> <laughs> the pictures did not appear to show that trait. Anyone else who'd done that, I think, would have said, oh, God, look, I really laughed about it. Like when Neil yeah. Kinnock fell over on the beach and that. He uh, got he, angry. If you're oh. super cool rapper dressed head to foot in black leather <laughs> yeah. and you hit your head, it must be, it's a difficult position to On be On a in. sign that says, beware pedestrians. Do you know what I like, Frank? Was. He was wearing an interesting sartorial choice, a coach driver, you know, those short-sleeved oh, yeah, yeah. shirts, I call them a coach oh, yeah. driver, but he'd gone for leather. I know. So it was a le- leather coach driver. A leather short sleeve. See, shirt. I looked at that and thought, that's too sunny a day for a leather shirt. <laughs> or leather trousers was my thought. He must have been schwitzing. Oh, yes. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him that well. I don't know what that means, but I love the sound <laughs> of it. Is he a keen blogger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I walked into one in Africa, uh, an over, a wooden overhang, when I was with uh, Comet Relief, uh, helping in, in very uh, impoverished um, in, uh, village. Mm. And, um, you know, people really up against, uh, up against it. And I hit my head really hard 
on a wooden overhang, and the entire village laughed. <laughs> I thought that's the last penny you get out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was lovely actually. Just you know, you always because there's a tendency, isn't it, to, to think, oh, poor these poor people. But they still laughed at somebody banging their head. Oh, good. That was great. And I, you know, eventually I laughed as well after a bit of cussing. But um, Kanye, like not. That's what I'd say to him. What about that? He didn't even have... It was bright sunshine. He didn't have shades on. Probably the only time he's ever not worn shades in his life. Yeah. When he shouted And he he blamed the photographer. He said, look, if you just stop taking photos, man. Yeah, he said that with swearing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not going to work, is it? Because they're not going to stop taking photos. In fact, getting angry is is a way of making them continue taking photos. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, Mucho appreciato. <laughs> and as we say in the Catholic Church. <laughs> and uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. And uh, now get out. This is Frank Skinner.